This episode is brought to you by the Geek Therapy Patreon. For as little as $1 a month, you can support Geek Therapy and gain access to exclusive content. To become a patron, visit geektherapy.com slash Patreon. Welcome to GT Radio on the Geek Therapy Podcast Network. We are a, a celebration of geek culture and mental health. My name is Josue Cardona with Lauren Keller. Hello. And Laura Taylor. Hey. And Alima too is off on an assignment or, or something this week, so so he won't be joining us, but he'll be back next week. Okay, so since Ali's not here, I figure uh, it's it's a good opportunity to uh, try some some new things. Like I said, uh, this is the the third time we're doing the radio format, so I feel like we're finally getting into to a groove. So so let's see let's see how this goes. I've got some some segments lined up. See how what? it goes. Yeah 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 okay. yeah. You're getting organized. I know I know <laughs> I've I've always been um, segment averse and and therefore organization averse but uh, let's see how this goes so i think uh, i want us to start off with uh, just some general topics right there's a i told you each to choose one topic for today i have one and and then we'll we'll go into our other segments so kind of general general topic part here at the beginning uh, i definitely want to talk about dc sanctuary it hasn't happened yet, right? But but DC Comics is talking about it, and it's supposed to be so. Sanctuary is supposed to be a place that essentially the DC Trinity, so Batman, Superman, and Wonder Woman, set up within the DC universe for superheroes to deal with the trauma of superheroing, of of all that violence and stuff like that. And and I can't believe this is happening. I'm I'm pretty excited. They need it. They've needed it for a while. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I know, I know. And and it's good because I think that DC and Marvel both do a pretty good job of addressing trauma and calling it trauma and showing the effects of, of people's actions. And I also love that, you know, we have these internal monologues that go on, right? We see, we don't have thought bubbles anymore, but we have like these boxes that are, that are, um, them thinking about what's happening and we get a lot of insight into situations. So I think that's going to be really, really cool. What do, what, what do you all think? I think it's really awesome. Um, there's been, I don't, I can't think of specific books I've been reading, but there are a lot of books where the trauma really has messed up the superheroes um, that are in them. I'm probably thinking Batwoman. Uh, that's one of the ones I've been reading more recently, but to have a place to go to like, I don't know what it's going to look like. Are they going to have, like, a therapist there? Like, um, I don't know. They're taking steps further than they have before since they've had um, Batgirl go see a therapist. and Yeah. Um, yeah, like, is it going to yeah. be very comic booky in the sense that yeah. it's a whole bunch of telepaths and, and future alien equipment, right, that, like, cures them or, or, <laughs> or reduces traumatic effects or something like that? Or is it going to be... A straight up like community mental health center, you know. I don't yeah. know. I'm, I'm really curious. Yeah. Are they gonna offer different types of therapy? Because I feel like not all superheroes need the same type of therapy. No, absolutely. That's do, true. Do do these superheroes have insurance? Is <laughs> is Bruce Wayne covering this for them? Like, I have I have so many questions. Is it covered by Justice League? I know. I don't know. I know. <laughs> yeah, like your Justice League membership includes now like full access to the sanctuary. I don't know. What about villains? Like, are they allowed to come in? Ooh, that is a good mm. question. No, yeah. they go to like Arkham. That's where they go. They get the bad therapy. Aww. Yeah, well, I mean, like, <laughs> I think I, I, I hope right. Uh, it's come 
And and I'm on the Telltale game, the Batman Telltale game. They address like how bad Arkham Asylum is, so they need Good. a new mental health center in Gotham. <laughs> Good. That's what, yeah, that's what the first um, Telltale Batman game is about, or at least that's that's what the first episode is about. And yeah, they they definitely need something like that. Lauren, do you read comic books? We've never talked about this. I read some comic books, but not. Marvel or DC. <laughs> Got it. Yeah, yeah. You, you're gonna you're gonna come to our place and you're gonna you're gonna read some comics that are some good good Marvel and DC comics. That's okay. all we buy of Marvel and DC is good stuff. <laughs> okay, I I trust you. I I live with two artists who who you know draw comics for a living, and so we have lots of uh, smaller press indie stuff or or foreign works. Um, so I read a fair amount of those, but not not so much the uh, the typical superhero comic books. Okay, okay, yeah. I'm no pressure, but I kind of feel like every now and then we'll we'll look to you, Lauren, to for like our our indie indie comics and indie games and things like that. Like I feel like your your fingers on the pulse on on that stuff more than <laughs> than definitely mine is. <laughs> okay, but no I pressure. Mean, yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so, so there are no details on the DC Sanctuary thing, but from from what uh, people at DC have been saying, it at the very least it doesn't seem like it's going to be necessarily an event. Although there is this <laughs> thing that they've been talking about, um, Sanctuary being a crisis center. But when DC Comics says the word crisis, <laughs> it usually means something related to a huge cosmic event, yeah, right, which which spans the entire universe and, and multiverses. So people are you know speculating that it might be tied to some sort of event. But at the very least, it seems like it's going to be a place that exists within the world, so that it doesn't matter what comic book you're you're reading in the DC line, people may bring it up and maybe suggest it or say that you know I was at Sanctuary, or I was either volunteering or helping or, or going for my own, you know, to get help from my own stuff. So I, th- I think that's fantastic. I'm, I'm really excited about that. So I will, I will be keeping an eye out on that. So I, I, I asked you guys to, to also come up with a topic. So Lauren, what, what do you have for us? Um, I want to talk about Steven Universe. Really? What? Because Ali is not here. <laughs> <laughs> good, good, good. Um, yeah, I just uh, I just rewatched the the most the two most recent episodes, Lars and the Stars and Jungle Moon, and gosh, they are such good episodes. Yeah, they make me yeah. have so many feelings. <laughs> I know, I know. Uh, what, what what in particular? Um, I mean, we we briefly in our spoilers episode we briefly got into the the big character development in Lars, which is really exciting. Um, and they introduced a new gem that we hadn't seen before, Emerald, which was pretty cool. But I also really liked in um, Jungle Moon. It's actually a, a whole episode without without Steven. There's no Steven in that episode. It's just don't 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 no, no, no. Like, uh, uh, no, I hope I hope I covered it up. Like, I, don't, uh, I don't want Laura to know who's, who's in the episode. Okay. <laughs> All right. Okay. non I have enough to go through that I will probably forget by the time we okay. get to it. It'll be okay, one wait, of those, I, oh, that's what she was I can, talking I about. I can do but. this. I can do this. There is a, okay, a non-binary okay. character that, as part of a uh, time-lapse sequence, uh, has to shave stubble. And I thought that that was a really cool thing, and it made me really happy. Yeah, yeah, That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. there's um, someone asked me recently about about the gems, and they were like, "Are are all the gems female?" 
I was like, yeah, yeah, as far as I can tell, there's there's no such thing as a as a male gem except for for Stephen, mm-hmm. technically, right? Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's something, and and I love that the show has technically never addressed it. It's never like I don't think any character has ever asked the question, like where are the guy gems? It's like it's, it's not even a conversation. It's just every gem you meet is apparently female. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. There's there's a lot of things about Steven Universe that are really special, and and I th- I th- definitely think that that's one of them. But that's a, that's a good catch on on those last episodes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I like that a lot. Yeah, no, that was that was really good. There's a lot in that episode that's really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, in in the the jungle one is where he's essentially reliving, or or this person is reliving the memories of someone else, and their memories kind of get mixed up. But the revelations and kind of the 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 understanding that comes from seeing someone else's experience is it's really important. And I mean, I, I can't wait to see what happens next. I'm amazed at how much gets packed into these like ten minute. Yes, episodes. yes, I know, right? It's bananas. <laughs> uh, just I've wait. been like plowing through stuff. Yeah, yeah. What I'm episode at, are you on now? Seven, I think I've watched seventeen episodes now. Nice. What just what just happened? What's the last thing uh, you saw? Oh crap! What was the last one? Um, Stephen the sword. What was it? He was fighting Opal with a sword or Pearl with a sword. Sorry. And then she ended up getting all hurt. Like Pearl was physically hurt or emotionally hurt? Like physically hurt and mm. went inside her gem. Oh, mm-hmm. right, right, yeah. right, right. Yeah. 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 And uh, I just felt so bad for him blaming himself for for her getting hurt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Oh, the, my so far my favorite has been um Lars and the Cool Kids. Uh, <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah. How yeah. how I wanted to ask how did you feel about um I believe it's episode 12 titled Giant Woman? Yes. Okay, good cuz that's one of my favorite episodes from all, the first season. That song is so catchy. I sing all it night all I was singing it all night. <laughs> all night constantly. <laughs> Oh, all I so... want to do, no, is all I want to, how's this go? All I want to do is see you turn into a, a giant, giant woman, woman, a giant, giant woman. <laughs> <laughs> do you know who I am? All you want to do is see me turn into a giant woman. <laughs> He's got those big sparkle star eyes. So great. So, so Lara, let me tell you, when that episode came out, I went uh, running for the the soundtrack, and there was no soundtrack. The soundtrack is a very new thing. It's uh, it came out last year, and I was so happy to finally not have to go on YouTube or or, yep. or some sound. There was a SoundCloud account. There were a few SoundCloud accounts that had some tracks, but whew, finally, we, we, there we, there was an exclusive at San Diego Comic Con this year that was a vinyl copy of it. <gasps> Of the yeah. whole soundtrack or of that yeah. song? The soundtrack. The whole soundtrack. <laughs> the, uh, the soundtrack is on Spotify and it's the only playlist I have downloaded onto my phone so yeah. I can play yeah. it without Wi-Fi. <laughs> 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 I listen oh. to that in the shower pretty regularly. Yeah. Once uh, once everybody gets to Here Comes a Thought, I'm sure we, we can have a, oh, a full-blown episode of that one. Okay. Yeah, that episode okay. makes me cry literally mm-hmm. every time. Every single time. Yep. Ah, oh, Steven Universe is so good. So good. Now, also, like, I, I'm, I'm kind of jealous that you have 100 episodes to go through. Because, All at once. <laughs> yeah, because they're so sporadic, the way they've been shown over the years. 
Yeah, Cartoon Network has been so rude. <laughs> I'm personally offended yeah. <laughs> at how long it takes them to put out episodes. And they ju- they don't tell you for months, like, anything. It's just like, oh, yeah, there will be more episodes. Wink. I'm like, um, when? Tell me when. So I buy the episodes on on iTunes. And they're not even, like, the way that the show is released in the seasons on the on iTunes, it's it's split up in volumes. So some of the seasons are cut across the different volumes. So there have been times when I bought a, a, a volume and then it has half of one season and half of like it, it just it just doesn't make sense. I don't know when I have to buy another volume. It's I don't know. I, I don't like that, but it's worth it. I don't even I haven't even sent in a a, a complaint. <laughs> I don't have to worry about average. this for a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's gonna to go faster it. than you think, though. <laughs> no, I I know I know those ten minutes those ten minutes at a time is not not gonna take me that long. Yeah. Yeah, so please, like everybody, just check out Steven Universe if you haven't. It is, we're gonna talk about it for a while. After after here comes a thought came out, I contacted someone who is a psychology professor and loves Steven Universe also. And at the time, I wanted to do like mini series um, for the podcast, focusing really intently on certain shows. And we had an idea of a few different things to do with Steven Universe. And he was teaching a class using uh, Here Comes a Thought. And a few other things, but when that episode came out, it was kind of a big deal. So I, <laughs> I played that episode for, for a friend to basically explain what anxiety felt like. And yeah. they were like, oh, yeah. I get it now. And I'm like, oh my God, you get me now? <laughs> 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 oh, it's so good. It's so good. Yep. Oh, man. Laura, have you met Connie yet? Yes. Yeah, okay, okay. Because I don't remember where she comes in. Okay. She's in one of the early, earlier episodes. She's in one of the early ones, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Just checking. Bu- Just Bubble know. Buddies. I think that's yeah. the first one she's in. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Connie's great. Lara, do you have a, 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 like a general topic that you want to bring up to discuss? Yeah, so I was throwing around a whole bunch of things trying to figure out what I wanted to talk about, but inspiration came to me last night when I was watching Grey's Anatomy. Oh! <laughs> um... So they introduced a trans character on the show, which so far for a show that's mainly about like four white people, it starts off that way. Or is it five? Like five, four, whatever. It is a pretty diverse cast as far as representation across race and at least sexual orientation. And now they're adding a trans character. But I have feelings about... The, I don't know, I, it'll be interesting to see how this character develops, knowing that the show probably only has one more season uh, in it, in a, in a half, a season and a half. I'm kind of mm, sketch, sketchy over, like, how the development's going to work. So, the way they introduce this character, it felt kind of forced. Just the the, the dialogue. But then that brought me to the idea of, is representation, just to have representation, a good thing? or And it's something you and I have talked about, Josue, before, but, or is it better to try and do it right? So should someone be doing it right and having input of, ideally you have input from people of that group, or is it important just to have a character on there to be like your token trans person or your token black person 
So that's what I wanted to kind of throw out there. It's a kind of polarizing kind of, like the people yeah. have different opinions on it. So why do you feel it was forced? Like how how is the character presented on the show? Okay, so basically what happens, the the hospital's on like under some cyber security attack. Like hackers hacked in, locked down, and one of the new interns says that they can help out. But they can only help out if the information that they're the that the hacking they're doing isn't brought to the attention of the FBI because hypothetically they did something, and so at the they save the day and at the end, um, the intern says something. the The chief says, "So, how what did you do? You didn't do anything like having to do with like, you know, children or drugs or anything." And he says, "No." Um, I hacked into the DMV to change my gender on my license because they wouldn't change my gender. I'm a proud trans man, and I don't like letting people know until they've gotten to know me a little better. So on the one hand, it's great, but it's just the delivery was a little forced for me. I'm not trans. I know some trans people. I would like to get their opinions on this. But in general, I think... Like I said, it's like one or two lines. So if there's more development around it and and we get to know the character a little better, but it was just like, this is the first time I've seen this character say anything. And I was like, oh, okay, you're going to say you want to get to know somebody a little better, but it was just thrown out there right away. Yeah, that that does seem sort of weird. And then, and then for a Shonda Rhimes show that has dealt with a lot of issues in a really well-handled way. Uh, it was kind of off-putting. But I'm holding off judgment. Yeah. Off judgment. It, I mean, it's it's difficult. We're, we're all cis here, so it, it's it's feel, it feels uncomfortable to take a, a firm stance right. because I feel like that's not really my place. But it does seem odd. And, and I mean, the, the trans people that I have communicated with is like very much like, hey, don't ask me about my genitals. Don't ask me about my dead name. And the idea that somebody be all like, hey, nice to meet you, chief. Let me just give you a big old secret about this illegal thing I did and yeah. also reveal that I'm trans in the same move. I don't know. You're right. It does. It feels weird. But then they also have to have a way to introduce the character and like, yeah, so... I see they're in a tough position, but that's why I wanted to extend it to a broader topic. Like, why? Like, is it is representation for representation's sake good? Like, or should maybe they have not included a character like that? Or any there? I'm trying to think of another uh, instance where this has happened with a show with a different population. I mean, would it would it be better if they waited like three or four episodes before they brought it up at all? That might have been that might have made it a little more like, oh, they're, at least they're more trying believable? to. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. So I based on what you just said, I like it in general when you have diversity, but it isn't necessarily about diversity. Right. It, because that's where things get really difficult, I think. So mm-hmm. it seems like the character was there and the character's story isn't about them being trans necessarily, right? Like the character is a character based on what you were saying. And then I like the situation. 
I, I, again, I didn't see the episode, so I don't know how weird it was or, or how random it seemed when it came up. But I like that it brought up something that probably people wouldn't usually think about. Mm-hmm. And so, again, I, I don't think it... I mean, there, there's some horrible examples out there, right, of, of yeah. things happening and like it being about the person being trans. But it doesn't seem like that was the case. And kind of like the throwaway line or or, or, or the small conversation... I don't know. It's like it gives us information about the character, but it doesn't make it about that necessarily, right? It yeah. isn't about people reacting to the fact that the person said that they were trans or anything like that. I don't know what what it reminded me of was um, uh, we talked about Star Trek Discovery recently, and I've heard people say that uh, they love the fact that Michael Burnham has black hair on the show. It's like she's a black person, and she looks like a person with a person would have their hair, right? And mm-hmm. that means a lot. When mm-hmm. because it's not just a black person acting like all the other white people on the show, it's a black person being black on the show, you know. Or, uh, or I saw a featurette about the show Insecure on HBO. It's a really good show. Yeah, it's a really good show. Mm-hmm. But this particular featurette was about the fact that it was so important for them to make sure that the cast was lit properly because the way that you light people uh, for a shoot you do it according to their skin color and the cast is mostly black. So how do you light them so that they look good? Because if you light them like you light light people, uh, white people, it doesn't, it doesn't look right. And, and there is something about the way the show looks like the show looks really, really good. And I never thought about that. And, and that's, that's why they did it. Right. So it's, I don't, I think that when you have um, representation or diversity, it's like, how are you representing that group of people? Are you being considerate about it? Or like you said, are you just checking a box? I don't know how this this particular example, like where it fits, especially if if this was the latest episode and the character will continue to appear. I'm hoping the character will continue to appear. They, I mean, you think about how long the show has been on. It's been, this is like, what, season 13, 14? I think it's season 14. And 301 episodes now, um, or maybe a little more. And they've got a whole lot of characters, some from the original season, most from the original season still. And they're adding more characters on, and that dilutes how much time they have for each of these characters. So I don't know how well this particular person will be fleshed out. Um, I I hope for good things, because... Their storylines with, um, at least with uh, bisexual and lesbian characters have been pretty well, like my favorite parts of the show. But I'm I'm just hoping for good things in the future. I'm hoping. Yeah. Please don't mess it up. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I've talked about this on the show before too, but on Shameless, they, they introduced a trans character who started going out with... Um, one of the children in the in the shameless family <laughs> that's not their last name <laughs> but the main uh, the 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 main family of the show and the gallagher's right one of one of the gallagher kids and he was just coming to terms with so he w- he's been gay for for like for se- for many seasons right like he was he had accepted this fact and he was finally being more open about uh actually going out with with uh, different people in public and so he meets this trans guy and they start dating and there's this one scene where you're you're essentially as the audience learning about gender diversity through the eyes of this kid who is learning about it himself and ex- and learning about himself and he he sits down for to a lunch and there's essentially 
like eight different forms of gender diversity on display and everybody introduces themselves and explains their pronouns to him and he's completely overwhelmed and and he says so you know but it's it's like this opportunity for the audience to learn something and kind of uh, maybe get these ideas thrown at them that they usually wouldn't and that's kind of what what that even though it was Grey's Anatomy and the episode wasn't about that necessarily I kind of I, I like the sound of how you kind of threw something out there for the audience to think about that that they probably weren't aware of or didn't know about. Well, and what I did like is that, so this particular character is a trans man. And when most, I think that most of America, when they hear the word trans, they think of not what trans is. And they think of men in women's clothing or pretending like to be Like RuPaul women. or something like that. Yeah. yeah, right, right. And typically people don't think of trans men. So I've only seen a couple of examples on TV um, and this is the first one on like a network show that that has come to that I can remember. Um, and so I'm really hoping it goes well. I think you told yeah. me that the actor that that plays the the trans guy in Shameless was also played on the Fosters. On the Fosters. On the Fosters. Right. Yeah. 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 And the Fosters is amazing, but it's also not a network show. Like it's not True. on a main network show. It's cable. True. True. Fosters yeah. handles like everything. Yeah. Pretty well. <laughs> All right, this was good. And it actually leads into the next segment. So let's take a quick break and then we'll go into the next segment. Have you considered joining Geek Therapy on Patreon? Patreon is a membership platform where you can support some of your favorite creators. Starting at just $1 a month, you can gain access to early and exclusive videos, podcasts, and the Geek Therapy book club by going to geektherapy.com slash Patreon. For the month of February, the book club will be reading the original Marvel Runaways comic. And at the end of the month, we'll be comparing it to the new Runaways TV series on Hulu for those of you who have watched that. For more information on perks and benefits of becoming a Patreon supporter, visit geektherapy.com slash Patreon. Okay, so I want to continue this conversation about uh, media because the, the next, uh, the segment that I had proposed was, I wanted to call it work in progress, but media matters. And essentially, I want to bring up examples like what you just did with uh, Steven Universe or or with Grey's Anatomy, because we see these things in media and, and it allows us to have a conversation about it. And you were, you were talking about The Fosters. The Fosters was on, on what channel? It's on Freeform, on Freeform formerly right? ABC Family. Yeah. So have you have either of you seen Blackish? Only a couple of episodes when it's when it's on. Um, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I haven't seen any episodes. So I I love that show and I love it because and it's on ABC, so that's a, a network show. But uh, what I love about the episode is that it tackles issues of race and and other things too, but um, a lot of issues of race. And when it tackles them, it never seems to commit to anything, but it'll show you multiple perspectives. It'll show you race from a black family's perspective and how each of them see it differently through different experiences and through different generations. And then they also have the white people at work and their perspective. And and usually the, the show never commits to, to anything, right? There's never like a right or wrong way. They usually settle on the fact that there's different ways to do, to, to see everything. And we can essentially like understand each other better. And, and that'll, that's probably the way to go. <laughs> And so they have a spinoff series from Blackish called Grownish. And it's their eldest daughter. She's going <laughs> off to college. And I've seen the first few episodes. It's also on Freeform. And they have dealt with some stuff that I am I'm kind of I'm very surprised by. Um like they, they had one episode, I believe it was the second episode, where so they're starting in college and this one girl like, can't get a paper done. So one of the friends is 
essentially a drug dealer and he gives her a whole bunch of Adderall to take. And she's like, no, I don't want this. But then she has this other friend. There's that- a similar storyline on the Fosters. Apparently Freeform likes uh, handling the tough stuff. Apparently. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this is, I mean, I'm, I'm curious. Yeah. To see, to see their lineup and see what else they're, they're dealing with. But then uh, another kid is uh, another kid. These are the, college, college kids. Yeah. <laughs> um, another one of her friends is he smokes weed to get by and, and get his work done. And everybody, and then you see all these different students who all have these different things. And, and the main character, she's looking at her different options and she has an idea of what she wants to do, but then she tries different things and it kind of never settles on, on anything. But, but the fact that, it was on Freeform. It used to be ABC Family, but now I'm I'm surprised. I, I used to think that ABC Family was uh, like practically a Disney channel. <laughs> it, it, yeah, I, I had issues when they changed the name to Freeform. I I was kind of like, okay, so now like you know the Fosters, which is about a family with a lesbian m- couple that's the the mothers. You know that can't be on ABC Family. That's got to be on Freeform. Yeah, but. Their rebranding is more towards teenagers, so yeah, yeah, yeah. and and so I want this this uh, media matter segment. I guess if we keep doing it this way, to be kind of maybe shorter one shots, right? Maybe not like a big topic. I think what Gronish is doing is really interesting. But I have a few other examples that I that I got during the week, and I'll I'll bring up a, a couple, and then I'll see if if you guys remember anything from the week that or anything recent that might remind you of these or anything that you want to bring up that you've seen in a, in a show that maybe you don't want to have a, a huge conversation about but you just thought was interesting kind of like there's three of those in every episode of steven universe yeah <laughs> <laughs> talk about that all day don't yeah. tempt me I've, i put the idea out there i, I would i would <laughs> love to just do just talk steven universe all the time so uh i really like the show called the magicians and there's one scene that I that I that I loved from the season premiere where these two characters are essentially uh, they're being spied on. And so they need to be secretive. So they go somewhere where they, they think that they might not be uh, watched. But just in case, they start talking in code. So for about two minutes, they do nothing but talk in pop culture references. And then there's <laughs> subtitles at the bottom saying exactly what they, what they mean. <laughs> but they, and then they argue over the, the, the references. And it's, it's pretty funny because uh, some of them get like half the reference. And then they're like, what? That doesn't make sense. It's like, well, I didn't finish reading the book or things like that. <laughs> It was fantastic. It was uh, very, very relatable. <laughs> I kind of, I, I love that a lot. Uh, Lara, you mentioned to me recently that in The Gifted, mm-hmm. there's a character who mentions that she has bipolar disorder. Yeah. And maybe, maybe you know, this this is this is also representation, right? Hashtag mental health rep. We, <laughs> uh, she, like, it's like maybe eight or nine episodes into the show where she mentions for the first time that she has bipolar disorder. Mm-hmm. It comes from a comment from her boyfriend, right? Who says like, "Listen, like you, you haven't been sleeping. The way you're acting lately, do you think you might be having an episode?" And I like the way that they, they were very uh, explicit about it. He was like, mm-hmm. "Do you think you're having an episode?" She's like, "No, I'm not having a manic episode. You know, the fact that I'm bipolar has nothing to do with this." And and then it kind of went on and went on to for for to the next episode. And then different people mentioned different things, and and I kind of like the way they handled it. Like I, I hear people talking when they have bipolar disorder. It was, it was refreshing. It sounds like they did their research. <laughs> sounds like I mean, you saw those episodes, right? It was pretty. Thought they did a good job. Yeah, yeah. And once they, um, once they mentioned the bipolar disorder, I, 
I was kind of like, oh, that makes sense. <laughs> like, she's been kind of up and down throughout the, but she's been through a lot. So that could be trauma too. So that's the other thing. You never, you never know. You never know. But if she had this diagnosis before, I don't know. Whoa. I just, I didn't even think about it, but the way that the season leaves off with the decisions that she makes, if mm-hmm. she is actually, she says that she's not, but if she is actually in the middle of a manic episode, the next season could start off very differently. Mm-hmm. It's very interesting. I didn't, I hadn't thought about that. And the last one that really jumped out at me uh, this week was uh, the show Black Lightning started. I am I am very happy that it's not a part of the Arrowverse, as far as we know. Right? This is a CW show. It is the first time in a long time that that I remember that there's a black superhero uh, TV show, and I think it's it's right in time. I mean, I, I don't think it's a coincidence that it's starting like a month before Black Panther is hitting theaters. Because there's going to be a- been any TV shows with a. a- Luke Black Cage. Superhero? Luke Cage. Oh, Luke Cage. Yes. Okay. Right. Luke Cage counts. Um, there was one. I can't remember the name of the show, but there was one show in the '90s. Uh, I can't remember the name right now, but I don't remember it being. Oh, was it? I think it was Mantis. It was called. Hmm. He had like a suit that he could wear. Um, yeah, and and then there have been like comedy movies, and then the Blade movies. But other than yeah. that, not not a lot in the. I mean, we just got... Um, yeah, that's a short list. It's super short, yeah. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, Blade kind of started the whole superhero renaissance of, of movies, I think. What about Spawn? What about Spawn? <laughs> that's a that good movie, point. That movie, I watched it so many times. That's a okay. good point. I, like, I remember watching that movie as a kid and loving it, but I don't remember anything in the movie. I, I just, just remember, remember my emotional response to it. I remember John Linguizamo. Was a clown. Was a clown. Yeah. And his head was, like, <laughs> chopped off, and he was, like, making jokes. Well, <laughs> I've heard people talk about it now and say that it's garbage because they're, they're making a new one. But I, I also have great memories of that movie. I remember thinking that his cape looked so freaking cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He looked cool. Yeah, yeah. Though I don't also isn't he is that more of like an anti-hero situation? Is that really a superhero? I don't know. Are we just talking about comic books? Tomato, tomato. I mean, I'm not. I'm <laughs> Deadpool's not sure. a superhero, even though he's an anti-hero. Harley Quinn can be a superhero, even though she's an depends anti-hero. on the story. Okay, yeah. depends right. on the story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, there, there isn't. You know, in this new wave of of comic book movies, I mean, we just got Cyborg in in Justice League. And Cyborg's going to get his own movie. Mm-hmm. And we have Falcon is really the only one in mm-hmm. in the Avengers movies. And now Black yep. Panther. So, I mean, Black Panther's getting his own movie. Falcon's not getting his own movie. I'm pretty sure. No. Unless he becomes yeah. Captain America, but that's, I, I don't know if that's going to happen. I heard a rumor that Black Widow might get her own movie. That's what they're saying. That's what they're saying. Uh, but Black Lightning was really good. Yeah. He's the principal of it. Like, so he used to be Black Lightning. The superhero in this this uh, make believe city. I don't think it's a real city called Friedland, and it's crime ridden and lots of gang activity. And he used to be, you know, this this superhero on the streets, and then he he stopped, and he became the principal of the of the of the high school, and he started making deals with the gangs, and like he was a hero to the community in in that way. But he's got two teenage daughters, and they got into some stuff in the first episode, and so you know, Black Lightning's got to come back. And in the first episode, I mean, first of all, I mean, it's like 99% black cast, which is fantastic. Mm-hmm. The only the only like white character of significance is basically the guy that makes Black Lightning suit. But he's supposed to be like his really good friend. But other than that, it's a completely black cast. And 
I don't know. I really, really liked it. There were a lot of things in it that I thought I thought are, are great to see in this type of show. I'm I'm kind of tired of the of the Arrowverse, <laughs> and they don't really deal with a lot of serious issues. Like I think Supergirl is the better one of all, of of all of them. Supergirl is amazing. Yeah, most don't, of the time. <laughs> don't don't bash Supergirl. <laughs> <laughs> and but I, but Black Lightning, I was I was very impressed. I was very impressed. You know, like it again, it touched on very serious issues. Like at the beginning, again, he's the principal of the high school of of the community, and he gets stopped by the police. And apparently, this is something that happens to him all the time. You know, and it's mm-hmm. because because there's a lot of racism in in the community. There's a lot of gang activity. There's a, you know, it's it's interesting to see how they handle all these topics. But in that first episode, I think I think they did did really well. So lots of good uh, more representation there. So those are a few examples that that I had. I'm curious if there's anything that um, either of you have seen or read uh, lately that uh, kind of fits into the, the this type of conversation. Um, okay, I've been uh, catching up on R- Riverdale. Oh, yes. I don't know why, but I am. I like Riverdale. <laughs> It's really ridiculous, um, but I love the outfit, so I, I keep coming. <laughs> I keep coming back for that. Um, but in one of the, oh gosh, it must have been episode like five or six of season two, um, because I'm not caught up all the way yet. But um, they have a, a character who is like the the one female character in Southside. Uh, where Jughead lives now, uh, who actually has lines. Tony? I, I think that's her name. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, and and she's been sort of like trying to get with Jughead for a while, and then there's like a a weird thing where it's... Uh, I, uh, Leave Jughead <laughs> Betty, alone. Betty is, makes some questionable decisions a lot of the time. But any, anyway, she basically... He, thinks that Jughead and Betty are broken up and so she makes a move on him and then it's like the next morning and they wake up and they're in their like slept in bed clothes and um, she's all like oh yeah like that was cool or whatever but you're still into Betty and I'm more into girls and then they just sort of leave it and and continue on and and uh, I'm I am bisexual and so it was, it was really nice to have sort of this like oh yeah by the way bisexual character but then not make that like the main thrust of her like but then again she hasn't really shown up in an episode that i've watched since then so now i kind of feel like they really just like she was there to be this weird foil for like oh i'm gonna steal your man (laughs) and then disappears into the ether it's very weird i don't know Hmm. Yeah, so uh (laughs) media matters in that it was nice to see a character just be all like straight up hey i'm into men and women but prefer women, uh, which was nice. So I have, I have so many things to say about Riverdale that are just yes, that show is ridiculous. But like it is, they have they have. But I enjoy <laughs> it. I like. Um, I, I love That's me some what melodrama. I hear from everyone. Yeah, but it's ridiculous. But I enjoy it. But these kids are like f- sophomores in high school. And the things that they're, it's not okay. But that's, They make yeah. references <laughs> to stuff that no teen has ever watched or read. And they wear clothes that no teen can afford. <laughs> Riverdale's a special place, yeah. It, unless, <laughs> unless you're Veronica. I mean, yeah. <laughs> She's amazing. Oh. <laughs> uh, but, what a babe. But, like, for real. <laughs> I, I, I do, I do. But what you talked about reminded me of something else that happened in Gronish. I was going to bring it up, but... Uh, 
and I'll definitely bring it up, is that there was one episode where, like, I, I told you that the way they handle things. So in Riverdale, this character said, oh, no, like, I'm like more into girls. And then they kind of like just left it at that. And there was no conversation in mm-hmm. Blackish and now in Grownish. They, they've continued this trend. Anytime that anything comes up, they, they usually tackle it from different perspectives. So there's one character who's by on the show and she's on a date with a girl and they're at a bar and a guy offers to buy, I forgot her name, the, the first girl, right? The, the friend of the main character of Zoe offers to buy her a drink. And then the girl she's on a date with immediately interjects and tells him like, no, get out of here. And she says that, you know, she, she hates it when straight men uh, just want to, uh, you know, like flirt with uh, girls who are on a date because they want a threesome or because they love that lesbian fantasy. And then, that's her perspective. But the girl, the, the Zoe's friend is like, whatever, but I think, I don't think that's what he was talking about. Like, that's not what was going on. And what's, what's wrong with like, uh, the threesome scenario. Um, I'm by, and then the, the girl she's going out, she's like, you're by and has a really huge problem with it. And they end up like th- their date cuts off right there. But then later on in the, in the episode, they have the, the, the girl is, um, I wish I remember her name. <laughs> but Zoe's friend who's bi is on a date with a guy. And then the guy says that he's bi, but the way he says it bothers her kind of the same way that it bothered um, the other girl. It was super complicated, but they showed it from like three or four different perspectives. And I thought that that was, that was also cool to see. That is pretty cool. I like, yeah. I mean, it is, it is complicated. There's, you know, just, you know, we were talking earlier about representation and <laughs> what kind of representation and there there is so little bisexual representation and frequently it's it's used you know explicitly for like oh so sexy um or or it's an evil woman mm-hmm. and it's almost like almost all media representation of bisexual people is bisexual women by hot some hot bisexual women <laughs> and it's like you don't you don't see by you know or i guess uh pansexual is is the if you're not going to go uh strictly male female there and be more inclusive though i guess you can make arguments either way anyways you don't you don't really see gender nonconforming bisexual people or male bisexual people in media and talking about their experiences, which are vastly different from female bisexual experiences. And uh, it, yeah, it, it doesn't get talked a lot about outside of the uh, like, tee hee, you want to bone a boy and a girl at the same time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So so check out check out that episode of Grownish if you want to see. Yeah, I guess I, I'm going to watch that show now. Yeah, because again, it, it was refreshing to see them take this on because of the way that they do it like they make sure that they have multiple people there who all have different experiences and different perspectives and at the end this show never tells you what their opinion is of the right or wrong definition or way to be by or anything because they just want to put the ideas out there blackish is amazing and grownish is growing on me Sorry. Josue, <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. I know. I can. I should edit that out. I'm showing my age. So, any other any other examples? The only thing I have is uh, I've been watching Chicago Med, and we've talked before. <laughs> we have about about my favorite my favorite psychiatrist, Doctor Charles. Doctor Charles. Um, and his intern, Doctor Reese. 
So earlier in the season, uh, Dr. Charles was hurt by a patient, um, seriously hurt. And Dr. Reese's intern was pretty traumatized by that. And he, she thought he was being like flippant about things and, and not working through his issues when he decided to argue in court that the guy that hurt him was not mentally competent and that he needed to go to a psychiatric care facility. She wanted him to go to jail and she said that he was mentally fit and that his plea for insanity was not valid and they believed her uh, and he went to jail and something bad happened to this guy that hurt him. But later down the line, other things have been going on with her throughout the season. She works in an ER and so she's dealing with like high stress, acute, like psychiatric situations that like you're going to come up with people come up against people who are possibly violent and there's been so many episodes where I just want to shake her like (laughs) she was getting to a great place and I think because the show needs to have that balance one episode one episode like he'll be like acting crazy and like not make sense because his daughter's in trouble and she'll be the one that's the logical like no you have to do this by the book and then now it's just been a whole lot of him being the rock and her being the the crazy intern that doesn't know what she's doing um but in the one of the most recent episodes a patient uh has been dealing with a lot of stress in the hospital throughout his day and they couldn't figure out what was going wrong with him so they call her in for a psych consult And he just flips out on her because you think I'm crazy? I'm in pain and you think I'm crazy. And he backs her into a corner and she maces him and gets in a lot of trouble for macing a patient instead of calling security. One of the moments where I was like, I want to shake her. I want to shake her. Just (laughs) don't do it. My wife confronts me about that. She's like, but she's traumatized. As a therapist, wouldn't you want to be the, wouldn't you want to be understanding and, and help her? And I'm like, yes. But this whole time, he's been the Dr. Charles has been telling her to get help to talk to someone about these things, and she's been refusing. So I just want to shake her until she wants to get some help. Um, and now she's at a point where she, I think she's going to get some help. But it's one of those things where it's a decent representation of the the tolls of working in a in a high stress psychiatric environment can be, and um, the that you can't just deal with things on your own and you need to talk to somebody a lot of people think that therapists are perfect um and that they should be able to handle mental illnesses and things on their own no therapists have therapists who have therapists exactly exactly (laughs) that's a t-shirt that we need okay i'll write that down on the list (laughs) therapists have therapists have therapists but i just i thought it was great that they they're showing like what can happen if you don't reach out and get help about situations that are bothering you at work, especially in the mental health field? And so you feel they handled it correctly. Um, I mean, it's it's a sh- it's a drama, so yeah. of course it's blown out a uh, blown out of proportion a little bit. And but yeah, I definitely I think for the most part it was handled well. Obviously, they handled well the fact that she did it wrong. <laughs> that she did it yeah. wrong, and that was the point. She was supposed to do it wrong. Yeah. So because she's learning. Yeah. I still want to shake her. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's not the last time we'll bring out Chicago Med or that particular. I, w- I watch all those Chicago Chicago Med, Chicago PD, Chicago Fire all the time. <laughs> Great shows. 
we like to point out that sometimes representation is good and sometimes representation is bad. And I think when it's bad, it's an it's unfortunate. But if we can if we can have a conversation about it and point out what's wrong, then that mm-hmm. that is that is a good thing. Always, I think. My opinion. Conversation starters. Conversation always. starters. I was trying to think of what's the term I always use. That's exactly it. Thank you. <laughs> you know, I I got your back. I got your back. We have one question from the question queue that I want to bring up, but I think I'm going to save it for for when Ali is here. And so, if anyone wants to to have a a question uh, read on the show, or you know wants us to address it, or has a comment about anything we've said in the past, or just wants to get our thought on something, you can go to geektherapy.com/qq. It'll it'll make it easier for us to to keep track of that. So I'm going to save that one for when Ali comes back. And so last week we talked about you know having kind of an end segment, right? A, a way to wrap up. Uh, stealing also from from a few different shows. What I want to try is I want to give everybody a choice. I'm doing two things for the end. One is the idea of homework, right? So think of uh, something you want the the listeners to to do. And the other one is a pick of the week, right? So maybe one thing that really stood out to you that you either, you know, like you loved or really made you think or something like that, or or something that you want listeners to, to do or check out. So while, you, while both of you think about that, I think, I think that this week, I think it was Gronish that did it for me. That was like very, very, um, it surprised me. And I think that uh, it's probably, it's probably going to be hard for people who are older to watch, like including my age, like including in your thirties, right? Because it is a show about uh, college students, but I like the way that it's handling important topics kind of, you know, it made me think uh, a lot. So, so maybe like that's homework. Like I suggest that people check out um, Gronish and let me know, let me know what you think about it. Lauren. I mean, I, I just feel like I'm going to say Steven Universe every week because I just, <laughs> I really want everybody to watch it and uh, learn all of the emotional intelligence lessons that that show has and all the good songs. Uh, um, okay. How about I've been sort of semi watching uh, what the great, British Bake Off. <laughs> okay. Uh, with, with my housemates, and there the episode I watched last night, which I guess is from the the first series. Um, but one of the contestants got really upset about his ice cream not setting, and so he threw away his whole baked Alaska cake, and what? then they kicked him off because he didn't he he threw a, a, a temper tantrum basically, uh, even though. Uh, on the previous episodes, he had been a, a pretty consistently good cook or baker, um, and and so that I thought that was sort of interesting the way that they edited the episode to sort of show this building tension, and then him getting so upset that he just tosses it in the garbage and then walks away, and then when it's his turn to present his thing, he literally brings up the garbage can. Uh, I don't know. It's just sort of. Um, in a show that is inherently about competition, sort of just a little bit pulled back the curtain on like the idea of how people can can totally screw themselves over because they get so emotionally invested that they implode hmm. and ruin it for themselves. I don't know. It's just, I just sort of I got thought thinking about it, and yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's weird. It's weird to to. I wish that maybe they would address uh, the emotional impact of being on competition shows in competition shows more, but maybe that's uh, that's too real for reality TV. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> <laughs> that one's good. That one's good. Lara, what you got? 
I was going to say Star Wars Bloodline, the book that I've been reading, hmm. only because I finally got to part of the book that I thought was going to be in there. And, and Josue, you need to read it because it does explain the First Order and how it gets started. Okay. I'm finally there. Okay. Um, but that's not really what I I I don't know. I've been reading it. It's good. Got a lot of answers, but not like I, I can't wait to get to the next book I want to read in the Star Wars series. But that's not what I want to talk about either. Um, <laughs> I think people need to check out. This is what I want people to check out. I want people to check out Fixer Upper on HGTV. What? Yes. Yes, I'm serious. So I'm obsessed with this show. Nina and I, we we bought our condo, and so now we're always, like, wanting to fix up our, our homes and stuff. And um, I've been geeking out and talking about this show nonstop. Um, the show is about Chip and Joanna Gaines, who have their own, like, business uh, fixing up homes for people. And they, it's heartwarming and everything. But the two of them, like, relationship goals right there. Hilarious all the time. He's ridiculous and reminds me of my wife. And her like responses to his ridiculousness totally what i want to do all the time just like oh my god i roll and i don't know i just talk about it at work all the time just them all the time and they're they're great people um there was an episode where he kept trying to scare her when they were doing an interview and she's like it's not you're not gonna scare me. What are you talking? What are you doing? And then she turns around and like yells at him, and then he just like freaks out and is like, "That's not okay. That's not okay." And she just laughs and calls him a big baby. They're they're adorable, and <laughs> and yes, check out check out Fixer Upper, <laughs> best show on TV right now. Uh. <laughs> Sounds good. I like this. I like this. But uh, Lauren, you can also always just say um, Stephen Universe, and that that's also acceptable. That too. Just so you know. I yeah. just, just that watch was, Steven Universe, everybody. Just it. Do was it was going to be my original choice, but then I was like, no, because Lauren's probably going to say it, so I'll say something <laughs> else. <laughs> well, I could, we, could, we could all just say Steven Universe and call it the... That's the end. It is so good. Laura, I'm so happy that you're watching it. Ali is watching it too, so now we can, we can really I talk know. about it. He only, he only promised like 10 episodes this week. I'm 17 in. He's, mm-hmm. he's already, he is already sold on it, though. He was like oh, yeah. three episodes in. He's like, okay, I get it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, you do. That's right. Get yep. on our level. <laughs> <laughs> so good. I, I want to say one more thing, but um, I just want to say if um, if we have any non-binary or trans listeners, I, I want you to feel heard and seen and loved. And if we said anything dumb, please call us out on that because I want to learn and be better and do good. So that's what I Absolutely. wanted to say. That's a that's yeah. a good good sentiment right yep. there. I like it. You can call us out individually. If you want mm-hmm. <laughs> on Twitter, you can uh, call us out as a, as a group at Geek Therapy or email us. You can email us at hello at geektherapy.com or use the question queue and, and we'll definitely bring it up. It's, it's probably the easiest way to, to organize things. Um, but yeah, if we ever say something dumb, like something way less serious and less offensive, but someone brought up that we misquoted Empire Strikes Back last week. And really? Yeah. That was really funny because in the yeah. moment I was like, I thought that wasn't actually the line, but I'm like the like maybe the least invested in Star Wars in the group. So I'm like, oh, I'm not going to say anything. I don't know. <laughs> 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 I hey, should have said happens. it. Oh, well. We it's misquote fine. stuff 
all the time on the show, and uh, we we appreciate you uh, bringing when you that call up. Call us out, yeah. And that yeah. was that was actually Chase from uh, he's got a podcast called Learn from Gaming, and uh, he called us out on Twitter publicly. Sheesh, but yeah, it's okay. Wow. Oh, Lara, do you remember that time that uh, someone yelled at you for not saying school counselor? When it was no, me who they said yelled it. at you. No, they yelled at you. Oh no, no, we're both wrong. They yelled at Jedi Council, <laughs> even though it was us. Yes, that's what but happened. But it was someone yelled at me for pronouncing Gal Gadot's name wrong. But you had done even it right. Though you had done it even, right. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Hey, we 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 love feedback. So yeah, Lauren, thanks thanks for pointing that out, especially when we're talking about things that maybe maybe we're not super equipped to handle. <laughs> yeah. You know, it happens. <laughs> mm-hmm. Our our yeah. um, our reaction is very different than than you know. It depends on your experience. It depends on on who you are, the the way you see that. And again, I'll bring up Blackish and, and Grownish again. The fact that they show different perspectives, I love that. It's not like mm-hmm. the the internet at all because it's not very. <laughs> it's very civil conversations um, and often funny uh, conversations about about important topics and seeing them from from different perspectives. Okay, I'm gonna watch Blackish and Grownish. You've got me. I'm I'm sold. I'm gonna watch them. Cool. <laughs> this is how this show works. Yep. <laughs> All right. So that's it for this episode of GT Radio. For more Geek Therapy, visit geektherapy.com. Check out some of our other shows on the Geek Therapy Podcast Network. Uh, we're at Geek Therapy on Twitter. I am Josue A. Cardona on Twitter. Lauren is Chicken Dinosaur. Lara is Geek Therapist. Ali is Ali Matu. He's not here, but he'll be back next week. And thank you for listening. We'll be back with more Steven Universe love and other topics uh, next week. Goodbye. (laughs) (laughs) You just listened to GT Radio on the Geek Therapy Podcast Network. For more about Geek Therapy and our other podcasts, visit geektherapy.com. And for extra content, including our monthly book club and other perks, consider supporting us for as little as $1 a month at our Patreon, which you can find at patreon.com slash geektherapy.